This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. Hello, friends. Quick podcast this week. Bit of an extension from last week. Lauren's talking goals for 2023, but it really turned into talking about her fears of actually accomplishing her goals for 2023. And we talked through that. Enjoy. Do New Year's mean anything to you? Like, do you set goals or make a word or anything like that? Not really. Yeah, just always... Like, put a significance on a new mm-hmm. year? Mm-mm. I've tried to in the past, mm-hmm. but it's almost like it's destined to be broken. Yeah. I think maybe as an Enneagram one, that's just disaster. It's you're cliche, already, too. Yeah, you're new already... Year, new me. It's cliche. So Enneagram ones push themselves so much already. Like, and then it's like, why wait? Why wait till the new year? <laughs> like if you want something, why not start now? Yeah. 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 No, it doesn't. I don't think it need, I don't think you need it. I don't think you need a... Um, there's always prompt. significance. There's always significance to a new year, though. And it's like, mm-hmm. what are you going to accomplish in this new year? Like, what do you want to accomplish? Okay. So yeah, you do. I, I guess so. But I've been I'm kind of fascinated by the, um, like, the concept that, like, it's not an end goal where the work is the accomplishment, mm-hmm. especially with golf, because mm-hmm. it never stops. And then, like, some people play their best golf, like, in the second half of life, too, yeah. where they're in their 60s and their 70s playing their best golf. It's one of those sports where it never, it's not football, it's not baseball, where you're, you know, it's a young man's game. Like, mm-hmm. guys dominate. Um, getting off, staying on topic. Um, no, talk to me about 2023, though, honey. So I I do thrive on a, a clean slate. It really is a beautiful chance. I, I like some markers, right? So right now I'm in this process, and I have been, like, just reflecting on everything I built a business in 2022 um kind of looking doing some retrospection of what served me what were my favorite things to do what were my least favorite things to do um what structures do I want to change in 2023 what do I want to keep the same and anyway just also been thinking about what parts of me do I want to continue to step into into 2023 and I have been fascinated by the fact that I really want to do more public speaking. I really want to do more conference speaking, um, main stage, TED Talk, moth speaking, big time speaking to large audiences. I have always loved it. I grew up in theater and I want to do more. I want to write a book. I want, right? Like, I want these things. And yet, I'm afraid of two things is what I found. One, making people angry. And I did a deeper dive on that. I realized that it's not the necessarily making them angry. It's that I get resentful of all the cleanup work, the ha- like the hazmat, fixing, making everybody okay again after I make people angry. So I realized that I don't have to do it. I don't have to make everybody happy. I spent so much time on the cleanup, right? The writing, putting it all right, being like, I didn't mean to offend you or you misunderstood me. This is how I, what, this is what I meant to say, blah, 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 blah. It's wasted energy. It's wasted energy. So that was number one, big like realization. And then number two that I haven't really worked out yet is that growing up, powerful women were always those women, like cold, um, non-sexual like um driven phallic mean yeah that's that what we bitch. saw 
like we're we're late 30s right now so that's what we saw in say the 80s and the yeah. 90s it's kind of what we saw and it just now i feel like last 10 15 years where now you can be soft and feminine and gorgeous and then powerful and then the leader of companies right. it's new right. in human history it's new mm-hmm. which well, is fucking wild huh yeah I'm sure so much of it has to do with misogyny, right, and patriarchal control, Mm because for a long time, men, yeah, and I don't know why, right, but wanted to control and didn't want to see women succeed, and I have theories. I think that um, sensual energy is really powerful, and I think, I wonder, I don't know if I think, I just wonder if we were afraid of the actual power of women, right, like, oh my, they could take over the world because that's like life-giving power, right? That's like baby birth and power that's like more powerful than something. And I think sometimes we operate out of fear. And so did we want to control women because of that? I don't know. But I think the only way... I think the only way for women to get ahead for a long time, like you said, was to be that kind of cold bitch... And I don't want to be that. And so I've been trying recently to think of especially female-bodied people who identify as female who are doing great work and still feel soft to me, still feel open to me um, because that's how I want to be. That's how I want to be. And I... I think I'm afraid too of like, I was also taught growing up that successful women like didn't tend to their families, like that their, their kids and their partners at home were not taken care of. I think I get into my head of those are the men who wouldn't have affairs and it's their wives faults because they weren't around to give them the sex that they needed. Um, yeah, I'm in my head a lot and I just wanted, I wanted to tell you, um, the tears yeah because I'm afraid I'm a I'm, I am afraid of lots of things and my incredible Reiki um, practitioner last week or the week before said is it fear or is it control and I've been really like mulling on that is it fear or is it control mm-hmm. right because I was like I'm afraid of becoming that woman uh-huh and she said, or are you just controlling the outcome right now? Because right now you can see, like, is it really fear? Or is it, you know, you, you know the world right now as you have it controlled, right? You know if you put in this type of effort with your partner, mm-hmm. it results in joy. But you don't know what you focusing more on your work does to your partnership. You don't know what pursuing your dreams more does to your home life, does to your friendships. You don't know. So is it fear or is it control? So is it like, let's just, let's pursue these things and let's just kind of find out and then we'll navigate it as we go? It feels so scary. Okay. It feels so scary to me. I'm afraid you're going to hate me. For being more successful? Yeah. As long as you're not more successful than me, honey. Did you see my wink? Was that a good wink? Huh? Was that a good wink? That was a good wink, babe. 
you've always said to me that I have a higher ceiling, yada, yada, yada. You've always spoken life into that, my projector. Like you've always, from the moment I met you, which I think is why I always felt so comfortable to be who I am. I want you to hit your goals and then see what happens. And usually what happens is like, oh, what's next? Mm. Hit your goals, see what happens, babe. And then we'll navigate it as we go. You said something interesting yesterday. Go ahead, sorry. I just always feel like you're, you're going to take care of me. And then I I have the space where it's like, hey, when I'm not being taken care of, and this has happened before, when I'm not being taken care of, it gets addressed. And then we look within. Mm-hmm. We have a really good system, and we have a really good game plan. Mm-hmm. And our communication is awesome. Mm. That's why I've chosen to legally obligate myself to you mm. so far. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so... And I am such a, like, dream obnoxiously big. Yeah. And then do the work. Right. And that's what you live. You said something interesting yesterday on Christmas. You said, I was talking about my musical theater contract over the summer and how it messed up some things, right? And I dropped some balls and yada, yada. And you looked right at me and you said, that is never a reason not to do that again. And I absolutely thought it was a reason not to do it again. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so that was really fascinating to me that you don't, yeah, I'm like baffled by that. I think I still carry this thing in the back of my head of like enough strikes and you're going to be out. Like. That's always true, but like enough catastrophic strikes and you're going to be out lying, cheating, addiction. These are catastrophic strikes. <laughs> you you <laughs> I left a rug you outside. forgetting about a rug in the rain and then it was a compounded thing of like I'm doing I'm you know, I'm taking care of the, the baby. I'm taking care of the household. I'm taking care of the wife. I'm picking up all the slack and then it's like getting more work added on to me because it's I mean, your, your mind's in a thousand different places right. when you're trying to run your business and then, you know, being a professional actor. Honey, that's not catastrophic. Right. Hmm. These aren't catastrophic things. Okay. So we can learn from them and then I can alter. Maybe even the catastrophic things we can learn from. But when mm-hmm. the catastrophic things start compounding, then it's like in relationships, then it's time to say like, hey, is this better off not being here? Right. Right. That's what I tell my clients. Or too. if you're just not invested in a right. relationship, right, right, right. is it better off? And that happens in like jobs all the time. Yes. And then yeah. and then casual and then like romantic relationships mm-hmm. all the time where it's like, this isn't gonna be my forever person. Or right. it's like I'm not even entertaining that. It happens all the time. Is yeah, the juice it, worth the squeeze? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like getting back to what you were saying, no. Like I want you to pursue what you want to pursue. Mm. And then I'm here to support you. And, and then I, I get to address it. I literally get to. Uh-huh. I could have said it a better way, too, where it, it didn't, it, things didn't start compounding. I, I could have maybe caught mm-hmm. it like, hey, babe, just can you be aware of these mm-hmm. things? Mm-hmm. That, like, I'm taking on all of these things or I'm taking on all of these responsibilities. Can you just be aware and then can we communicate a little bit better? 
where I even learned from that. It's right. like, hey, man. We did. We learned that, like, will you? Yes, I will. Because yeah. you were serving like, without hey, me man, asking it doesn't, for it. It doesn't have to be like, fuck, now mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm super pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's never a reason not to do theater again, honey. I know, but if that, if, but if it was just me doing theater there, and I want to speak on, like, global stages. Uh-huh. Maybe we just talk about it. Okay. And then I... I want you to speak on global stages too, and I'll do everything to support that. Okay. Yeah, I just, I would love, I'm glad we're putting this on record, right? Because mm-hmm. one of my tangible goals that I wrote down was like apply to speak at like three to five conferences this right. year. And because those are the baby steps, right? Like those yeah. are the tiny baby steps. I'm building my following. Yeah. I'm really figuring out the niches in which I am best yeah. at. Go play speaking. well in the minors. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. Right. And before the minors, like whatever's before the minors, there's something right. It's not just instant. I'm not, yeah, I don't have that large of a platform, but I, I, it is hard because it's not single life where it's like, well, no, I can be myopic. I, I have an amazing partner. Like that is important to me. We you have are responsibilities so, you are to so each other to and to the relationship and mm-hmm. to the kiddo. Mm-hmm. We have these responsibilities. Mm-hmm. There's advantages of being a lone wolf. Yeah. We're not that. Nope. We've we've tried that. <laughs> that did not work. It didn't work. We're happier together and also <laughs> or stronger together. We are. And then 100%. we can lean on each other. 100%. And then we're getting so good at understanding what our strengths are mm. and then our weaknesses mm-hmm. and then the things that we want to pass on mm-hmm. and then how we can set each other up for success. It always goes back to the kitchen. I set you up for success and I get delicious meals at my tum-tum by going out and hunting for food. Not literally just going to the fucking Kroger. And then um, doing the dishes. Yeah. And those are my strengths, and I look forward to it. And that's how I can get so many more yummy meals in my town town. Yeah. If I can do those two things, that's yeah. how I can set you up. Okay. And maybe I just take that and try to, you know, just amplify it through this year, too, of how how do I help set the family up for success? You know, are there, you know, as I expand in one area – I'm not superhuman. There's going to have to be things in which I pare down in other ways. There's going to be times when we drop the ball. We're not superhuman. The first 15 minutes of this fucking thing, I didn't turn (laughs) on the audio. It was good, too. And I was like, oh, no, I fucked up. This is my job. And you gave me so much grace. We're like, babe, it happens. And you know what it does? Yeah, I think in the same way that our wedding ritual and our elopement photos healed these really interesting parts of me, I think if I can be brave enough to step into what I have always dreamed of doing, what I know I'm called to do, and I can watch you in real time call me out when I make a mistake, right? When I do drop a ball, but then love me through it, I think... I think it'll heal like brand new parts of me because I I feel the wall. I feel the be more meek, be more submissive. You're not Mm. meant to Mm. be larger than your husband. Mm. I feel this wall of that is evil, right? You, you're, you're to be a crown in your husband's, like a jewel in your husband's crown. That is it. Like, you are supposed to shine, but not more brightly than your husband. Mm -hmm. 
And if you do, you will lose him and it will be your fault. Okay. Yeah, that's that doesn't go on in my head. Not at all. You can shine as brightly as you want to. As brightly as you want to. And also, honey, partnership's a choice. It's so we can we can leave at any time, but I like I need you. Like I need you. It's like in my head that I like don't want to become like unattractive to you. That's what I keep hearing come up. Okay. Like I need to mold myself to be attractive to you, and that sounds horrible and disgusting. I just need you you to live your life because I'm so. I love the way you live life. I loved it when we first met. I love it even more now. I just need you to live your life and chase your dreams. That is incredibly attractive to me. And I've said it ad nauseum at this point on this podcast. You create your reality. Right. And I admire that so much. Yeah. And that's what I want. And that's what I will fucking support. So it's good. We just, baby, we're chipping away at this thing that's going on inside of your head. So, yeah. And then what you've been taught as a child, like an extension of that from you know the people that raised you you're doing a great job it's obviously so deep right am i doing a great job yeah and i so thank you you know i think some of this it's just better out than in right you know um so thank you i just I, it's been in my head and I, I thought it might be really good to have recorded because then in real time throughout this year, if I, you know, if I do have a stumble, we know the audience loves a good conflict, um, we'll, we'll have record of, okay, this is why, because I think there's going to be, and I so fear me being the reason for conflict between us, like me being a ball dropper. When you're exactly right, I said to you, like, when when the sound wasn't turned on, I was not angry at you. I don't think you're going to be angry at me if I drop a ball. But I am horrified of it. I don't want perfect. Like, I don't want perfect and performative. Okay. Okay. No, I like that. Yeah. You don't need to be perfect and you don't need to, like, morph and perform. Mm-hmm. And you've done such a good job on, like, understanding, like, you have a tendency to morph. Mm-hmm. And be performative. And overfunction and yeah, all of this stuff. And I, I think that's the other thing, too, is, like, I'm not willing to do that in this stage of my life. Like, I'm it, not. It makes you more, or let me ask you a question instead of tell you. Do you feel more authentic? Yeah. And I think maybe, too, I'm also coming to grips with the fact that I do, I am a generator with a lot of energy, but I do have a finite amount of energy, and I'm not interested in, like, working myself to the bone anymore. Um it's a better quality of life, not it. Just, it just is, and I, I don't know. I remember telling people like it does take a certain amount of work to get a business up. I've been I have been working hard <laughs> this year, um, but not. I haven't killed myself. I haven't. So anyway, I I don't want to ramble anymore. But thank you for thank you for taking the time to listen to this. It's obviously a deep open wound still, and. We'll get through it because we always do. And you, yeah, you give me the space and the time and the, I don't know. It's like you build a wall of safety around these things that I'm working through. 
and I'm forever grateful for a partner like you who uh, sees things that maybe I can't even see yet and then yeah gives me space to fuck up too thanks yeah you have space to fuck up yeah and thanks for giving me space to fuck up you're so welcome we're not it's it's not maliceness yeah. like right we always say the rents do every day like yes we want each other to be trying but i think that's what's so abundantly clear is that both of us are and like babe you set me up for success i just and your intention is to like you your intention is for me to have a great like self-actualized experience yeah. in life yeah incredibly what a beautiful way to put that, hun. Mm -hmm. I love you. Love you too. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy all the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's have a great 2023. I can't wait. Like every year with you, I'm like, this is going to be great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love you. Thanks for making this podcast happen. This is right back another thing for making it happen, honey. we did in 2022. Yeah. It's a joint effort. Yeah. was a thing you truly wanted to do. Like you could see the value in. Uh -huh. um, and it's it's just, it's healing for me every episode. And it's been really neat. Listeners and viewers have been sending messages recently about how much they look forward to each podcast. And that's, that's your wisdom that's really put that out there. And because I couldn't see the value in us sharing like our everyday talking shit, like our nasty and our highs and our lows and yeah. our vulnerabilities. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been really neat for people to say like they have noticed behaviors in themselves because of our authenticity, because of us sharing our ugh, not our best all the time, us sharing like our stumbles and our mishaps and our. So thanks. You're welcome, man. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Cheers to 2023. Yeah, 2023. Hashtag. Boom. Boom. Failures enable you to build the partnerships you dream about. So I like to take a little minute just at the end of these podcasts to talk about the platform that we use for our podcast called Anchor. When we were first getting into the scene of podcasting, I didn't know much, but did a simple Google search um, and found that by just uploading one high-res video to Anchor's platform, it does the rest of the work for me, pushes out the audio and video to every platform podcast users use. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. And I'd love to tell you more about Anchor. <laughs>